0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. It is troubling. And perplexing. The percentage of populations that seem to recognize, at least on some issues, that governments are criminal organizations that routinely lie and that continuously commit atrocities in order to carry out their agendas and objectives. And yet, many of the same segments of populations also choose to blindly believe the official narratives on other issues, so long as the official lie feels good and so long as it fits with their programmed perception of the world, and thus is more palatable than the truth. A selective view of reality not based on facts, rather based on ideology. This conundrum applies to everything from conflict zones, in which the first casualty of war is always the truth, to climate science communities that continue to refuse to admit to the geoengineering war being waged in our skies. On the subject of war, of carnage, of chaos, the kind that the controllers are always behind in one way or another, this new report headline was published on Thursday night of this week, surprisingly from the New York Times. Here it is. Israel knew Hamas's attack plan more than a year ago. Stop for a moment to consider the ramifications of that. The New York Times report continues, a blueprint reviewed by the Times laid out the attack in detail. Israeli officials dismissed it, they said, as aspirational and ignored specific warnings. The approximately 40-page document, which the Israeli authorities codenamed Jericho Wall, outlined point by point exactly the kind of devastating invasion that led to the deaths of about 1,200 people on October 7th. The New York Times report then states, the 40-page document was circulated widely among Israeli military and intelligence leaders. But the whole of the Israeli military and government did exactly nothing? Please ask yourself why, or should I say, why not? Why didn't they do anything? And blank's not hard to fill in if you look at the entire picture and know the history of the region and the statements on the record by individuals like Benjamin Netanyahu. The New York Times article continues. Then in July, just three months before the attacks, a veteran analyst with Unit 8200, that's Israel's signals intelligence agency, warned that Hamas had conducted an intense day-long training exercise that appeared similar to what was outlined in the blueprint. But a colonel in the Gaza division of the IDF brushed off the concerns of the other IDF member, who later stated on the record, quote, I utterly refute that the scenario is imaginary, end quote. The analyst wrote this in an email exchange. The Hamas training exercise, she said, fully matched the content of the Jericho Wall document. She continued, it is a plan designed to start war. It's not just a raid on a village, end quote. Hamas followed the blueprint with shocking precision. And let's not forget the the on-the-record fact that the Egyptian government also issued repeated warnings to Israel over a week before the attack. The New York Times report then goes on to make excuses for what they referred to as a failure of Israeli intelligence services, comparing the October 7th Hamas attack to America's 9-11 so-called intelligence failure. And if you believe the so-called intelligence failure excuse for either event, please, please wake up and face reality. It appears that many Israelis are doing exactly that, facing reality, but they're not allowed to talk about it. As Israelis learn more and more about the facts that their own government and military have so far tried to hide from them, their freedom of speech is being curtailed, again, by their own government and military. From the Washington Post, this headline, Israel's free speech crackdown, war inside of a war. From the New York Times, Israel is silencing internal critics. And from TheHill.com, Netanyahu's free press crackdown in Israel. So much for the false narrative of Israel being a bastion of freedom and democracy, the same lie that's propagated in the U.S. One more footnote. Israel controls all of the internet for Gaza. They can and are monitoring all communications there. Thus, There's virtually no chance that the Israeli military didn't see Hamas's online posts of their attack plans put up some six weeks ahead of time. And this, all of this, on top of all that I've already covered, Benjamin Netanyahu publicly displayed a map of the, quote, New Middle East that no longer showed Palestine, only weeks before the October 7th attack. Why? Are the large, untapped petroleum reserves under Gaza Part of this equation? You decide. Remember the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan, a country with the treasure trove of essential minerals that was coveted by the empire with 9-11 as the pretext for that invasion? And just like the so-called total failure of Israel's most sophisticated military in the world on October 7th, the massive U.S. military couldn't find rogue hijacked jumbo jets for hours. On the day of 9-11, the jets that left zero wreckage on the Pentagon lawn and zero wreckage at the bomb crater in Shanksville, the jets that never even hit the third World Trade Center tower high rise building. But that tower collapsed anyway at free fall speed on 9-11, which most Americans don't even know that there was a third high rise collapsed on that day. We've all been lied to at a level that can't be fully comprehended. And eyes wide shut, self-proclaimed patriotic Americans don't care about any of these facts. How pitiful and pathetic is that? Remember Saddam's weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist, that were used to start the Iraq war? That is estimated, according to the University of Washington, to have killed nearly 500,000 innocents. And they're still dying to this day, thanks to the forever radioactive depleted uranium munitions that the U.S. military used there with a radioactive half-life of four and a half billion years? Remember the Gulf of Tonkin incident, a historically proven false flag event used by the U.S. government as the pretext for the Vietnam War, which, according to Britannica.com, is estimated to have killed some two million innocent civilians, along with another million and a half Vietnamese fighters and nearly 60,000 U.S. soldiers, annoyingly fighting for empire and resources, not freedom and democracy. Again, we were in their country. The U.S. military was the invader, and they're still dying there in Vietnam to this day, thanks to the Agent Orange and the Unexploded ordnance, crippling and killing civilians. And please, take the time to actually investigate the inarguable history of the current manipulated conflict. Search and view, as one example, Occupation 101. The silencing of the majority. Switching gears from anonmags.com. Air crash investigator says industry quote, covering up staggering number of vaxxed pilot heart attacks. From the report, world-renowned air crash investigator and pilot Captain Shane Murdoch has warned that the airline industry and regulators are, quote, covering up the damage caused by vaccinated pilots who are suffering increasingly devastating health problems, including cardiac arrests while flying. Murdoch raised the alarm during a recent interview with the British news outlet The Conservative Woman. He told the outlet that many pilots have experienced adverse reactions to the COVID mRNA shock and the industry and regulators are desperate to cover up the phenomenon. This report is the smallest sliver of available information on the COVID front, information that most would rather not know, but that we need to know if we're to have any chance of making a difference at this late hour. Whatever else is occurring around the world, whatever causes or concerns that any of us may have, biosphere collapse will always be the bottom line on which all else depends. As I covered in last week's broadcast, the proverbial great filter continues unabated, a.k.a. the propensity toward self-extermination by far too many in the ranks of the human race. New from Reuters.com. Can solar geoengineering stop global warming? Question mark. After over 75 years of it, the answer is clear for any that are not completely asleep at the wheel. But there's more on that note. More denial and more delusion. From cleantechnica.com Geoengineering may be the least worst climate solution. From that report, human greed, ignorance, and stupidity make it unlikely people will choose the best course. Well, that's a given. The report continues with this, which would be to drastically reduce our reliance on oil, coal, and methane to create heat or generate electricity. That leaves... Solar geoengineering, the Clean Technica report says, as the least worst alternative among a series of bad choices. Yes, human greed, ignorance, and stupidity. The authors of this Clean Technica report should take a good long look in the mirror with that theme in mind before they promote the same kind of weather warfare that has wrought havoc on the planet and its people for over 75 years already. So, no... Geoengineering, aka climate and weather warfare, isn't just, quote, the least worst climate solution. It's not a solution at all. It never was. It never could be. It was never meant to be. In fact, there's absolutely nothing benevolent about geoengineering anything, in any form or in any level. Climate engineering is about power. And control, nothing less. It's about using weather as a weapon and then blaming nature. It's about bringing populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. And yet we have so-called experts pushing it as if it's just some sort of dangerous proposal and not an ongoing lethal reality. Does anyone ever hear a word on Matrix Media about recent casualties of the climate engineering atrocities, locations like Lahaina in Hawaii or Acapulco, Mexico. All such catastrophes swept under the rug for the moment. But what's unfolding, the totality of what we collectively face, can't be hidden or covered up for much longer. From the engineer.co.uk. United Nations report warns of geoengineering risks. From that report, according to the UN, climate engineering tools could also have the potential for military or geopolitical use, accentuating the need for a framework of international governance. Let's stop there. Again, too late. Over 75 years too late, climate engineering is and always has been the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex. Why would anyone think otherwise? And how can the so-called climate science community continue to deny what is so glaringly obvious in skies all over the world? The deception continues. This next report from the University of Chicago is a case in point on the front of deception. Here's the headline. A Radical Solution to Address Climate Change with Dr. David Keith. In that report, solar geoengineering technology holds possibilities and pitfalls, they say. Renowned scientist argues. Question. Is Dr. David Keith renowned or notorious? That would depend on who you ask. If you want to see me confronting Dr. Keith at an international climate engineering conference, go to the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and view our groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, a film which also contains hard proof of ongoing climate engineering operations, which continue to wreak havoc with the planet's remaining life support systems. And for the record, Dr. David Keith is the face of climate engineering deception and denial, along with Dr. Douglas McMartin and Dr. Ken Caldera. I don't know how these people look themselves in the mirror. I truly don't. On the same theme just released from news.un.org, a.k.a. the UN newsfeed, this new headline, Science Points to Climate Collapse. From that report, a provisional report from the UN World Meteorological Organization, the WMO, confirmed that 2023 is set to be the hottest on record. And for Americans that may currently be in an engineered winter cool-down zone. Remember and consider the chemical ice nucleation, cloud-seeding, manipulated conditions outside your door are not indicative of the world as a whole. More on this subject shortly. On another theme, are the controllers advancing their plans for a total takeover? From businessinsider.com, the Pentagon is moving toward letting AI, artificial intelligence, weapons, autonomously decide to kill humans. That's not very reassuring, is it? From that report, the U.S. is among countries arguing against new laws to regulate AI-controlled killer drones. In other words, the U.S. and other countries do not want any regulations. The other countries include the U.S., as stated, China, and Israel. Critics are concerned about the development of machines that can decide to take human lives. Of course we are concerned. Why wouldn't we be? Why wouldn't any rational person be concerned? And of course these same countries that are at the top of the military industrial complex food chain do not want anyone interfering with anything they do and that's why they can do what they do in our skies because there's zero regulations to say they can't. Zero. By design. Question. How many remember that our individual doorsteps were GPS located in the 2010 census. Census Bureau representatives hiked a mile behind my locked gate to GPS my doorstep, not once, but twice. I repeatedly contact the Census Bureau to inquire why. They had no answer. Put the dots together. AI drone assassins in our skies and GPS residences. And don't forget, if something goes wrong with that plan, There's always the backup plan of the 2.4 billion hollow point bullets purchased by U.S. agencies like Homeland Security. Welcome to the land of the free and the home of the brave. And remember that those in power could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. Search and view the Milgram experiments if you want to have a deeper understanding of how unfortunately, sadly, alarmingly, most individuals will do whatever they're told, so long as they perceive someone in authority is telling them to do so. Back to the great filter and where we're headed. Near-term self-extermination. New from weather.com. This headline, do changing temperatures make you sick? Question mark. Some parts of the U.S. saw temperature ranges of more than 60 degrees in a single week. Do extreme shifts like that make people sick? question mark the report then states quote let's take a closer look at the science and see what the experts say is sickness really more likely when the thermometer takes a roller coaster ride question mark again let's stop there first there are instances of over 60 degree temperature changes in a single day with that in mind there's this question: How vast is the plethora of chemical ice nucleating cloud seeding elements being utilized to create such extreme winter weather whiplash events? And how toxic are those elements? Thus, we must ask this also. What is the true core causal factor behind the weather whiplash trends of sickness? You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free non-political global alert news report, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. We can, we must reach a critical mass by starting a conversation on climate engineering that leads people to credible sources of data Geoengineeringwatch.org will continue all of our efforts to be the go-to source on covert climate engineering operations. Moving on from CNN, still more confirmation of what geoengineeringwatch.org has steadfastly stated on the record for almost 15 years, holding our ground against the relentless lying of the so-called climate science community that's now having to begin to admit to the truth because it can no longer be hidden. Here's the headline about a very near-term existential threat. From CNN, scientists said the ozone hole was recovering. That good news was premature, study claims. This is an ongoing scenario of this truth coming to light. The report then says the recovery of the ozone layer, which sits miles above the Earth and protects the planet from ultraviolet radiation, has been celebrated as one of the world's greatest environmental achievements. But, the report says, in a new study... Published Tuesday, some scientists claim it may not be recovering at all and that the hole may in fact be expanding. The findings are in disagreement with widely accepted assessments of the ozone layer's status, including a recent UNBAC study that showed it would return to 1980 levels as soon as 2040. That is an absolute glaring lie that anyone with a sense of feel can dispute The sun is searingly hot, even in the dead of winter, if you're in unobstructed sunlight, and the ozone thickness waxes and wanes. It's not a constant, but in general, in an overall context, it is thinning radically and rapidly. The report then says the hole has not only remained large in area, but it has, again, also become deeper. Many factors, they say, could also contribute to ozone depletion, including planet warming pollution tiny airborne particles that are emitted from wildfires and volcanoes and pay no attention to the skies being sprayed with geoengineering jet aircraft that are spewing out up to a hundred tons per payload in the case of a KC-135 military tanker. No, no, You're not actually seeing what you're actually seeing. Go back to sleep. That's what they want us to do. And of course, there are all the extremely powerful microwave transmissions bombarding our atmosphere. Transmissions not only for communications, but far more powerful transmissions that are core to climate engineering operations. But not to worry. Someone somewhere is looking after our collapsing planet. Or are they? From AP News, as Dubai prepares for COP28... That's the climate conference. Some world leaders signal they won't attend climate talks. Why not? Some so-called world leaders are too busy orchestrating conflicts that facilitate their long-term agendas and objectives. Other so-called leaders are already well aware of what the COP climate conferences are all about, as they should be. They're all part of it, pretending to care about and be working on protecting what is left of the environment while behind closed doors, pushing climate engineering operations and more drilling and pumping of oil. And while the COP conference is being carried out, some conflict zones that have proven petroleum reserves under them are currently being cleared of the population that has lived there for time immemorial. I'll leave it to the listener to fill in that blank. The climate conferences are smoke and mirrors. And by my saying that, I already know that some will try to conclude that I said there isn't a problem with the climate. No, I didn't say that. I've never, ever said that. What I have said over and over and over is this. The true severity of climate and ecological collapse that we face is, in fact, far worse and far more immediate than anything we've officially been told. Keep business as usual until the moment of total collapse. That's the mantra of the matrix manipulators. Climate engineering, again, is their crown jewel weapon. Yes, business as usual. For many sources, this headline, to back up that conclusion... U.S. fossil fuel extraction hits all-time high in 2023. And if you think that's a good thing, you won't for long. You can quote me on that. Wait and see. And this from digitaljournal.com. Hundreds of new oil and gas projects approved despite climate crisis. Yes, it takes a lot of oil to keep those geoengineering jets flying, doesn't it? From Foxweather. Strong geomagnetic storm heading toward Earth, increasing chances for a vivid northern lights scenario further south. Reports as a fourth powerful solar eruption prompted forecasters to upgrade the G2 watch to a G3 level geomagnetic storm watch for Friday, increasing chances for aurora lights in the U.S. About this headline, how can we know with any certainty what is affecting what? At this point, especially in regard to our constantly microwaved atmosphere, we just had recent headlines that stated in no uncertain terms that the ionosphere heater installation in Alaska, known as HARP, was creating exactly the same aurora effect that's in this headline being attributed to nature. Unfortunately, those in power have long since understood that the majority of populations in general believe whatever so-called official sources tell them or the so-called experts, the ones we are trained, programmed, and conditioned to believe blindly from birth. These are the best experts money can buy. Keep that in mind. From the UK Guardian, what the heck is going on? Question mark. That's the headline. Extremely high energy particle detected falling to earth report says astronomers have detected a rare and extremely high-energy particle falling to Earth that's causing bafflement because it's coming from apparently empty regions of space. Only the most powerful cosmic events on scales far exceeding the explosion of a star are thought to be capable of producing such energetic particles. But this phenomenon, the report states, appears to have emerged from the local void, an empty area of space bordering the Milky Way galaxy. So... What's actually going on in this equation? How can we know? We've been lied to so extensively for so long by the so-called experts. Again, I ask, how can we possibly know what's the truth in regard to a report like this? Are we being set up for an EMP attack? That the controllers will then blame on nature? There's no way to know. From the New York Post, Biden jokes about nuclear football. From that report... President Biden stunned listeners Wednesday by bragging about his ability to launch nuclear weapons. Quote, now look, my Marine, not sure what that means, it's Joe's quote, has the code to blow up the world, end quote. The 81-year-old commander-in-chief said this while introducing himself to a factory worker in Colorado. Every actor in the orchestrated presidential election facade is only playing their scripted part, all smoke and mirrors. In Biden's case, his cognitive decline is inarguably obvious for any that are even slightly awake. Here's more deception. Commitments needed to solve aviation's impact on our climate, says New Research. That's from phys.org. The report says non-CO2 emissions from aircraft, largely of nitrogen oxides, soot and Water vapor, they say, are known to add global warming effects alongside the aviation sector's other CO2 emissions. Soot triggers the formation of, quote, contrails and, quote, contrail cirrus, which are line shaped clouds produced by aircraft engine exhaust, they say. This causes an increase in high clouds that can warm Earth's atmosphere. Really? Just unintended trails that spread out to cover entire horizons. Just unintended trails that can magically be turned on and off. Just unintended trails that are coming from retrofit nozzles on wing pylons aimed into the exhaust jet stream. Just unintended trails that geoengineeringwatch.org has proven on film and on the record to contain climate engineering elements starting with aluminum nanoparticles. That's not soot. View the groundbreaking geoengineering documentary, The Dimming. Decide for yourself what's true and what's not. Criminal lies and denial from the so-called experts and the tyrannical media publications that are partners in these crimes and cover-ups. But wait, is the climate science community showing a shred of courage? From Prozenza.com, high-ranking climate scientists rebel against the IPCC. That's the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. It's the largest scientific panel ever created on any subject in human history. The report says it's been 35 years since the formation of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which was done to, quote, advance scientific knowledge about climate change caused by human activities. With total denial, to this day, of the single greatest climate-disrupting human activity of all global climate intervention operations, which I won't call covert since anyone that doesn't have their eyes wide shut can see this shockingly visible activity in our skies. So, is the climate science community finally going to tell the truth about climate engineering? Not so much. From BBC, the UAE, United Arab Emirates plan to use climate talks to make oil deals. What a surprise. The report says the United Arab Emirates plan to use its role as the host of the UN climate talks as an opportunity to strike oil and gas deals. That's what they do behind closed doors and climate engineering forced on other nations. The BBC has learned this from a leaked document that revealed plans to discuss fossil fuel deals with 15 nations. The leaked briefing documents seen by the BBC were prepared by Dr. Jabbar, who is also CEO of the UAE's giant state oil company, Adnoc. And they said, quote, if any president of the COP tries to bring a particular interest, including commercial interest, that could mean the failure of the COP. That's exactly what they're doing. Again, it's too late. The COP conferences have always been a failure and a facade simply cover for pushing climate engineering and business as usual until the brutal bitter end next from bnnnetwork.com 2023 projected as hottest year in 125,000 years that doesn't bode well and you may or may not believe that it's based on paleo data But what we can say for certain is the planet is absolutely positively superheating when oceans are reaching temperatures of 101 degrees as they did in Florida a few months ago. We are on a very, very dire trajectory. The report says the European Union's Copernicus Climate Change Service has issued a stark warning predicting that 2023 again will be the hottest year on record. More contrast, the report states from Europe, snowstorms are sweeping the Balkans and parts of Ukraine while warm Advection just east is sending temperatures close to twenty-five degrees C in the Krasnodar region of Russia, and the warm air is moving east with thirty degrees C temperatures possible in Central Asia. Radical extremes. This report is a snapshot of such contrast and temperature being forced on the planet. Climate engineering is core to this equation, though all forms of environmentally destructive human activity are part of the problem. And that's a long list indeed. From TheEconomist.com, the coming years will be the hottest ever. This is just the beginning. We're on a runaway climate collapse scenario right now. The report says the world could soon breach 1.5 degrees C. This is the target for global warming. Again, too late. Unfiltered frontline temperatures indicate that we've already blown past 3.5 degrees C of warming since pre-industrial temperatures. Is the human race putting on the brakes? No. It's full throttle till impact. Speaking of which, how long till there's not enough to eat? From AccuWeather.com, NOAA, that's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, report says declining snowpack means worldwide food disruptions. They then state the data show that while the long-term forecast for snowfall is not good, climate change could mean more erratic weather patterns and increased snowfall events in the near term as evidenced by recent storms in the U.S. Northeast. Again, the U.S. Northeast, the most chemically cooled region on the planet. That's where most Americans live, and, and that keeps them confused and divided as to the true state of planetary meltdown. The AccuWeather Report then states, quote, eventually the laws of thermodynamics mean that as you keep warming, you're just going to transition more and more of that snow over to rain. That's a statement from Brian Bretschneider, a climate scientist with the National Weather Service. He also said you can get away with things for a little bit and can hide some trends he said. But overall, the laws of thermodynamics will win out. Question for Mr. Brett Schneider: Exactly what trends are being hidden and who's hiding them? Moving on. Even if there was enough food, how many can no longer afford to buy it? On that note, new from Euronews.com. Survey, 38% of Europeans no longer eat three meals a day. From that report, a European barometer on poverty and precariousness examined Europeans' ability to make purchases and found that it has declined over the past three years, forcing a majority of them to skip meals and resort to making difficult financial choices. They continue nearly one in two Europeans think that they face a high risk of falling into a precarious situation in the next few months, succumbing to the rising prices and relatively stagnant pay. Other compromises include not turning heaters on, borrowing money, and not treating a health problem in the face of rising costs. A survey conducted by the Joseph Roundtree Foundation, that's J.R.F., found 5.7 million low-income households in the U.K. lacking enough money for food, which it called a horrendous new normal, end quote. The severity of the situation was reflected in a number of parents' answers, with some saying that they have had to limit their own eating in order to provide enough food for their children. But Americans are doing great, right? Right. Not so much. Recent surveys reveal that 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And about our food supply, how toxic are U.S. crops? From ABC News, farmers allege link between popular herbicide Paraquat and Parkinson's disease. Internal documents show the manufacturer has been aware of concerns for decades. It's against the law to use Paraquat in China, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom, and dozens of other countries. Many countries have banned the herbicide Due to its extreme toxicity, while others have expressed concerns over the possible risk of Parkinson's disease. Yet, the herbicide manufactured by a Swiss company that is owned by the Chinese state is still widely used throughout the United States, in part because it's highly effective in regard to killing weeds. It's just like Monsatan's Roundup product. Many couldn't care less about the consequences. Welcome to the New World. From the National Institute of Health, this Paraquat linked to Parkinson's disease. From the journal Nature, Paraquat and Parkinson's disease. From TrueLaw.com, Paraquat Class Action Lawsuit. Just sample headlines. And about the consequences, from OxfordNews.uk. Trillions in hidden costs of agri-food systems revealed by Oxford Research contained in UN Report. They state hidden environmental, social, and health costs of agri-food systems were as much as $12 trillion globally in 2020. Again, it's according to new research from the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization. But there's more. It gets worse. From ScienceAlert.com, nanoplastics linked to changes in brain proteins associated with Parkinson's, study finds. Parkinson's disease has been called the fastest growing neurological disorder in the world, says neurobiologist and senior author Andrew West from Duke University. The report continues. There's evidence that plastic interferes with the natural cleaning process in neurons, which is something that, again, points to Parkinson's and diseases like it. Let's keep going. From duke.health.com, nanoplastics promote conditions for Parkinson's across various lab models. Nanoplastics interact with a particular protein that is naturally found in the brain, creating changes linked to Parkinson's disease and some types of dementia. Microplastic and nanoplastic contaminants are also being closely evaluated for their potential impact on cancer and autoimmune diseases. Again, this critically important reminder, polymer fibers, a.k.a. nanoplastic particles, are a primary element named in climate engineering patents. Question, how long can you hold your breath? On that note, from the University of Oxford News, poor air quality found to affect mental health in many ways. The study found evidence that exposure to air pollutants may lead to depression, anxiety, psychosis, and perhaps even neurocognitive disorders such as dementia. There are also indications that children and adolescents might be exposed to air pollution at critical stages in their mental development, making them at risk of the most severe impact and significant future mental health problems about the plethora of invisible nanoparticles we're all forced to inhale with every breath we take from the conversation.com let's add this pollution from coal power plants contributes to far more deaths than scientists realize way worse than we thought on every front here's an excerpt from this report what makes Coal air pollution so bad A landmark study in the 1990s Known as the Harvard Six Cities study Linked tiny airborne particles Called PM2.5 to increased risk of early death Other studies have since linked PM2.5 to lung and heart disease Cancer, dementia, and other diseases For the record A published science study Has already linked coal fly ash As a base material for geoengineering operations The bigger question is What else is being added to the mix on top of that? And also for the record, the long list of highly toxic climate engineering elements are in the nanoparticle range. By far the most bioavailable and bioaccumulative because they are so small, they can permeate all natural barriers in the body. AKA, they are the most harmful of all. And they are absolutely positively raining down through our breathable air column. Lab tests from around the globe prove this without any shadow of a doubt from the UK daily mail. Now Denmark battles surge in same type of quote, white lung syndrome, pneumonia, sparking fears in China after Netherlands warned of alarming spike in cases. That doesn't sound good. Does it? How long till it hits other countries like the U S or perhaps it's already being seeded. We'll soon enough find out. And it's not just our air new from CNBC PFAS and lead lurk in U S drinking water. They then ask, is tap water still safe to drink? Question mark? Let's stop there. What an incredibly moronic question to even ask. The all too obvious answer is no. Tap water with PFAS forever chemicals and lead isn't safe to drink. But rainwater's safe, right? Absolutely not. Recent studies have concluded there's not a single uncontaminated drop of rain on planet Earth. Contamination that includes the same PFAS forever chemicals that are now proven to be in our tap water from time magazine more bad news this time in regard to our furry friends that honestly are far more virtuous than far too many people dogs across the US are falling sick from a mystery illness the report states a respiratory illness with an unknown cause is sickening dogs in Oregon and other states prompting warnings from governments and veterinarians let's add this from the New York Post zombie deer disease spreads they say there may also be a risk to people reports that despite ongoing efforts to curtail its spread in the U.S. and abroad, the lethal chronic wasting disease remains a threat with no vaccination or cure. CWD, again chronic wasting disease, has continued to spread worldwide. Chronic wasting disease is known to medical experts as a prion disease, a group of rare progressive neurological disorders that affect humans and animals alike. Other prion diseases include Crutzfield jacobs disease, Prion diseases like CWD have a long incubation period, which is especially troubling because an infected animal appears healthy for as long as two years before showing symptoms, during which time it can spread the disease to other animals. The same is true for humans. If you're unfamiliar with what a prion is and just how insidious it is, please do some research. What you learn is beyond alarming. On that note, Of holiday season good cheer, you're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast. Installment number 434, December 2nd, 2023. This is Dane Wiginton, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. The largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is broadcast on Numerous AM and FM stations throughout the country. Recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. For the record, geoengineeringwatch.org pays for these broadcasts, pays for this airtime out of pocket, so that there is no commercials, no politics, and no sponsors to answer to. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mailouts don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of GeoengineeringWatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship when viewing our. YouTube of the Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, i.e., their own demise and ours. And to all those that are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters, I want to express my deepest and most profound gratitude. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference at this late hour. Stay tuned for more input on specific directions as to how you can make your voice heard in this all-important battle. Moving on from newswise.com, future floods, global warming intensifies heavy rain even more than expected. Yes, another example of it seems everything is worse than the so-called experts expected. The report continues, Our study confirms that the intensity and frequency of heavy rainfall extremes are increasing exponentially with every increment of global warming. Not surprisingly, the report didn't acknowledge climate engineering operations. Another sensationalized winter weather headline, this one from SevereWeatherEurope.com, a winter storm with Arctic cold outbreak heads for a large part of Europe. From this report, after unusually warm weather through the last week, a significant change in weather pattern is underway. This pattern is forecast to introduce a major Arctic cold outbreak towards eastern and central Europe, with much colder weather coming from the Arctic, they say, clashing with much warmer weather across the Mediterranean and the Black Sea regions. A powerful winter storm will take place over Greece. It will then rapidly strengthen into a major blizzard in Bulgaria, Romania, Moldova, and Ukraine. Warm weather and winter weather, side by side, just like is the case in the U.S. so often. Winter storms fueled with moisture out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico over and over. And then there's this earlier this week from Fox News. Winter weather warfare. Blizzard blasts into Black Sea region, knocking out power in Ukraine, stranding drivers. Ukraine's getting it from every direction, from on the ground and in the skies. But what don't we hear? What aren't we being told? Consider the following comment posted at org this week from Shannon Roy. She stated, it's the end of November in Alberta, Canada, and we've had very mild temperatures and absolutely no snow. This is not the typical weather we usually encounter this time of year. The sun is always hidden behind a chemical haze. Wherever the sun is, there's a cloud cover, aerosol cloud cover. Welcome to Solar Radiation Management. Thank you very much for that frontline report, Shannon. Next, more weather mayhem headlines from MSN.com. Power cut for half a million people and four die as worst storm in 100 years hits Crimea. From that report, Greek meteorologists have named the storm Batina, and it's the latest in a string of extreme weather events to hit the Mediterranean basin this year. Blame it on nature. From the Seattle Times, fire season in Australia starts early and ominous. The report says the warmest winter on record, followed by an unusually warm and dry spring. Hundreds of fires along Australia's east coast, including one that raised 53 homes in Queensland, burned them to the ground. And last week on the West Coast, a raging blaze just over a dozen miles from the Perth city center was fueled by an unseasonably early heat wave and strong winds. Fires in late October in Queensland had already shown unusual behavior such as burning fiercely through the night instead of becoming weaker as normally happens when the temperatures fall and humidity rises. An Australian firefighting official stated it was an indicator of how the country would continue to experience unusual fire behavior into the months ahead. Please, please view this extremely important geoengineering watchdog report titled Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. So much more to this equation. More from the land down under. This new headline from Climate Action Australia. Hottest on record. Scary milestone reached. Public health physician Kate Charlesworth predicts, quote, it's very likely Australians will have to spend more time indoors this summer. She said it's a very real possibility that it won't be safe to be outside for large parts of the day. Dr. Charlesworth then stated it would be not only for this year, but for summers to come. She continued, as we saw during the black summer bushfire events of 2019, people were stuck inside for weeks and in some cases for months. Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? What is scheduled for Australia has been the case for much of the western U.S. during recent years. And though the western U.S. has been given a break from the firestorms for the moment, the forest die-off continues to accelerate. Next, from AccuWeather. Atmospheric river to Wallop northwest to start December with flooding rain and feet of snow. These storms, they say, will be accompanied by cold air at first. By early next week, warmer air will return northward and snow levels will rise considerably. They say the rising snow levels could begin as early as Saturday in the Oregon Cascades and Sunday in the Washington Cascades. Through the middle of next week, the precipitation should fall as mainly rain in the mountain crossings as well. The warmer weather presents a flooding risk from melting snow and heavy rain. Weather whiplash, back and forth, cold, warm, back again. After this round of scheduled wet weather, there's currently no more rain scheduled for Northern California till next year. But of course, the schedule could be changed at any moment of the climate engineers choosing. The current U.S. drought monitor map shows zero drought for California, and that's an absolute lie. Seasonal streams in my region of Northern California that would normally be flowing from early october are still dry the meager rain that has fallen so far this season has done little to nothing in regard to increasing overall soil and fuel moisture levels the tree die off continues to accelerate especially douglas fir trees the predominant species in western forests every fir tree in the forest is in some stage of dying or already dead the rain that is allowed to fall is toxic it's not speculation it's lab test proven fact our soils are now only lifeless dirt the trees are dying from the roots up and from the top down no trees no functional environment no habitat no people also from accuweather drenching rain strong thunderstorms to roll through southeastern US into start of december the U.S. Drought Monitor map does show extreme drought in the southeast, and here's what has been occurring. The climate engineers conduct heavy atmospheric aerosol spraying over the incoming moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico when the atmosphere is oversaturated with too many Particles, aka too many condensation nuclei, it generally produces featureless rainless cloud canopy, aka solar radiation management, acronym SRM. Endothermic reacting chemical ice nucleating elements further dry up atmospheric moisture and keep it migrating elsewhere. An unnaturally cool, dense layer of air is created and descends to the surface. This skews temperature data and helps the weather makers to mask the true severity of overall planetary heating. But this short-term toxic surface cool-down comes at the cost of an even worse overall warming of the planet. In summary... Moisture pushed into the western U.S. from the Pacific is heavily sprayed, scattering the moisture over the widest possible area. Featureless cloud canopy is generally the result. This dries up much of the rain that would have fallen in West Coast states and keeps it migrating further inland. There, more spraying of chemical ice nucleating elements is carried out, more scattering of moisture. Surface cool downs and often widespread light snows are created, commonly beginning at considerably above freezing temperatures, though the temperatures eventually drop, sometimes precipitously, as the chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding continues. Sensational headlines are created from the flash cool-downs. Public confusion is thus fueled in regard to the true state of warming that's occurring. Divide and conquer, with all sides of the issue continuing to pretend climate engineering isn't happening. The drought in the southeast is due to the same processes as those just described as occurring in western states. Moisture from the record-warm Gulf of Mexico is manipulated northward and often used as the source for engineered winter weather events with theatrically named snowstorms, keeping the most populated portions of the U.S. chemically cooler than much of the rest of the world. Welcome to Engineered Winter. And about engineered winter weather warfare... From the UK Daily Mail, Texas officials warn of rolling blackouts to ease strain on power grid. The same strategy that led to 200 people's deaths during massive winter storm of 2021. Completely engineered winter weather. Zero degrees in Dallas, while it's 85 degrees at almost the same latitude in Florida. Not nature. So what's coming after the current round of engineered winter weather? A whiplash warm-up to far above normal temperatures for much of the U.S., Next from FT.com, it looks like we've lost control of our ice sheets. Scientists warn on the rate of melting and say research into mitigation impact is needed. Like climate engineering? How's that working out? From carbonbrief.org, warming of 2 degrees C would trigger, quote, catastrophic loss of world's ice, new report says. Global warming of 2 degrees C would see extensive long-term and essentially irreversible losses from Earth's ice sheets and glaciers, warns a new report. Well, since we're past 3.5 degrees C of warming since pre-industrial temperatures, I guess we're in very bad shape, aren't we? It's accelerating by the day. From the UK Guardian, world's biggest iceberg moving beyond Antarctic waters Recent satellite images reveal that the iceberg, weighing nearly a trillion metric tons, is drifting quickly past the northern tip of Antarctica. The iceberg is about three times the size of New York City and more than twice the size of Greater London, measuring about 4,000 square kilometers. That's 1,500 square miles. Translation, the abrupt collapse of the cryosphere. Bad news for all of us. That's the Earth's air conditioner completely imploding. From Climate Action Australia, even temporary global warming above 2 degrees C will affect life in the oceans for centuries. That's an understatement. It will affect it for millions of years. A climate overshoot that creates warmer oceans with lower oxygen levels will reduce the suitable habitat for many marine species long after CO2 levels have peaked and declined. It's not coming back. Not in any time frame that matters. Next, there's no crops to celebrate. Climate crisis wipes out a way of life in Taiwan's mountains. They say there is no harvest. There's nothing to harvest. Do we hear about that on Matrix Media? No. Another from theconversation.com. Amazon region hit by trio of droughts in grim snapshot of the century to come. The Amazon is facing an unprecedented drought that is projected to continue affecting the region at least until mid-2024. Much will happen before then count on it. And there is this ominous harbinger, new from the New York Times. A giant inland sea is now a desert and a warning for humanity. From that report, the world's fourth largest inland body of water, which covered an area about 15% larger than Lake Michigan, gradually shrank, triggering a domino effect of ecological and economic and community collapses. The kind of catastrophe that could befall other environmentally fragile parts of the world unless we change our ways. Don't see that coming. What is coming, for all of us, is exactly what happened there. If the human race remains on the current course, the story will soon end. The Great Filter. Nuclear Armageddon won't be needed, though it's also likely coming. In regard to the subject of total climate and ecological collapse, a new UK Guardian report says, quote, we just need to talk about it in a more optimistic way. We need to rethink the words we use to discuss climate change, they say. Many climate terms can numb people with fear instead of inspiring them into action. They finish with, we need to propose new language that will reframe our situation as an opportunity rather than a crisis. Let's stop there. No. The just think happy thoughts and just use happy language strategy isn't going to help. It never has. In fact, it's the exact philosophy of ignoring reality in exchange for delusion that has delivered us all to this dark and dire crossroad. If you're standing in the middle of the freeway with your back to an oncoming diesel truck that's traveling at terminal velocity, will choosing to ignore it and instead deciding to just think happy thoughts and hope for the best save you, will it? Will choosing to ignore the looming tidal wave of total collapse, both ecological and societal, make it magically go away? I think not. So-called civilization seems so permanent to most, but this conclusion couldn't be further from the truth. Sooner than almost any dare-to-imagine megacities and their towering skyscrapers will bear silent testimony to the completely unsustainable model of industrialized, militarized civilization. Boom-bust societies built entirely on natural resource extraction under the programmed delusion of, quote, sustainable growth on a finite planet with finite resources, a planet that is now broken. From Ants, to elephants, the web of life is crashing, and few seem to care, especially during the holiday season. So few are willing to even hear bad news, let alone show any willingness to face it. Choose to be different. Choose courage and fortitude over cowardice and conformity. Decide that your life, whatever's left of it, is going to matter. Consider and remember that each and every individual that your efforts helps to awaken matters in and of itself in ways that we can't yet fully comprehend, but it matters. It matters. We're playing the grandest game of chess. We must all learn to play effectively and efficiently. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific instructions on how you can help to move this fight forward. Please, while it can still make a difference, make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.